Welcome all, Max Mountner of The Accidental Engineer here. Today we have the joy of Jonathan Lee Kay joining us. Welcome, Jonathan. Thanks, Max. Thanks for having me. Totally, totally. So for our audience that aren't familiar with your background, uh, you've recently uh, endeavored out beyond Amazon where you'd worked for the last uh, seven or eight years. Is that right? Yeah, almost eight years, seven and 11 months. And now you're... Uh, one of your projects post Amazon is to start a book publishing business. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. I'm working with a couple of my friends that are living in New York. Um, they've been in the literary scene in New York for past you know, six or seven years. We're just spitballing ideas and we feel like we have enough uh, meat where we figured we would you know, build our own publishing company. Right on, right on. So for audience that don't know about your software engineering bona fides, uh, I should mention that John has a background contributing to some of the most visible uh, Amazon, Twitch, and Alexa features known to man <laughs> and woman. Uh, <laughs> but do you mind describing for our audience that aren't familiar with the work that you did in your time at Amazon, uh, kind of broadly, the types of things that you worked on? Yeah, sure. So uh, when I first joined Amazon in the fall of 2010, I was actually working in a back-end accounting software platform. Um, we were re-architecting it essentially to, rather than doing batch processing, to make it more uh, transactional um, and, and tie it into where the actual events are coming from. So actual orders coming in, um, like translating that into uh, seven segments for accounting essentially. So after two years, I then moved to the seller payments team in Amazon Marketplace. So we would handle the reporting and seller central, yeah, seller central reporting for um, third-party merchants, as well as uh, end up paying them through you know, dispersing their funds um, every month. Then after two years of that, then I moved to Amazon Digital Goods. We basically took the App Store in-app purchasing platform and uh, allowed Twitch and Alexa and other internal Amazon teams to leverage that platform to launch their digital businesses quicker. Um, and specifically, my team was handling the ordering side of, um, of this digital platform. So I may get the vocabulary wrong here, but a great, a highly visible uh, feature built on top of the generalized platform offering of digital goods that you helped build uh, is the tipping feature in Twitch where people can pay streamers is that right yeah so about i guess about four years now or three years ago um i was uh the lead developer for the twitch integration for this platform so i got to work with the engineers on our other amazon digital goods teams um get a story together about how we would transform this previously app store only architecture into something that twitch which was our first non-app store uh, onboarding team um, that how they would be able to use this correctly. Uh, and so that was my role um, for about two years, I would say, as being the main Twitch point of contact for this platform. Uh, for audience that, that don't have the perspective on this, this seems enormous <laughs> in terms of role and responsibility. Uh, but previous to Amazon acquiring t Twitch and this opportunity arising, what was kind of the scale and importance of what you were working on previous to that uh, integration? 
was this a huge step up responsibility wise and, and reach wise? Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely revolutionary for our team because previously we were really just focused on App Store and uh, providing additional features for App Store customers. And so to, um, to basically take the lessons that we had learned with App Store and to apply it to essentially an unrelated digital business and give them recommendations on you know, how they might have their purchasing experience uh, was, was pretty revolutionary for us at the time. And, um, and it, it was a huge opportunity for me personally. And I got to work with a lot of uh, awesome engineers across Twitch and, and Amazon. Uh, so it's great from my perspective. For sure, for sure. And previous to Twitch and previous to Alexa, having a digital, uh, digital business platform, uh, you were mentioning to me earlier that uh, the platform for selling digital goods was primarily fire devices, Amazon fire devices, like the the Amazon phone project, I'd guess was one, um, and all the readers, is that is that correct? Yeah, so uh, like our first party tablets, so like the, the Fire tablets, as well as um, like Fire TV and Fire Stick, um, let's say you're, you're downloading an app through one of those devices or purchasing an in-app, uh, an in-app item, it could be a subscription or a consumable, usually for like those would be for the first party device or the first party tablets. But any of that purchasing or download experience would go through our systems. One thing you mentioned to me the other day that I found really interesting that I was unaware of about Amazon software engineering uh, uh, org is their encouragement of peer mentoring or uh, having junior software engineers seek out uh, more senior mentors. and. You'd mentioned to me that you'd mentored a few, a fair, a fair number of people in your time over over a long period of time uh, about various topics, whether it was uh, how to move up through the org, like getting promotions, or maybe what skills are valuable for them to get better at. Uh, do you mind sharing for our audience kind of what what the mentoring program looks like at Amazon? So it all comes down to um, management at Amazon is pretty serious about making sure that junior engineers get a mentor. Um, and they, they, they'll push on you to, to just get it, to get a mentor, not necessarily like they want you to find a good mentor, but they just mainly know the importance of it. So they'll push on you to essentially go reach out and, and find one that might fit what you're looking for. And part of that is to like a lot of the effort ends up going on the engineers directly you have to understand exactly kind of what you're looking for in a mentor. Like what's your goal from these mentorship sessions. Um, and for me personally, um, some of my mentees are looking essentially for what do I need to do to get promoted? Um, and then one of my mentees, probably the longest, uh, longest relationship I've had in the mentorship program, mainly just kind of wants to talk about, you know, issues that, you know, within, their team, you know, the question, like how to figure out the right solution to the problems that they're running into, less concerned about getting promoted. So you kind of have to understand like what you're looking for from the, uh, from these mentorships and it can be completely um, different from mentee to mentee. For me personally, I, I actually had a good relationship with one of my interviewers when I was first joining the company who ended up becoming my mentor uh, pretty much up until the day I quit. 
and uh, we had such a good, strong relationship that, um, you know, I always found value in, in continuing to, to see him every month. Um, so that, that's been my experience with mentorship and, and our, like talking with him, uh, you know, monthly, it might be, you know, some months I'm just having like, you know, a terrible time and I just need somebody to kind of like help me wrap my brain around, you know, the problems that I'm dealing with. And sometimes it's very focused on, um, you know, getting promoted and, and talking about like, what, what do I need to do to get to the next level? So, you know, as that relationship has lasted for almost eight years at this point, um, is that that role of the mentor has kind of changed as well. Do, would you find yourself often repeating yourself in 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 partaking in the mentor program and and telling mentees about um, what what they should do, uh, whether it was the goal of getting promoted or uh, working productively within their team? Were, were there things that you were you were having to say on like a weekly basis or a monthly basis over and over again to the same people? Uh, yeah, from time to time that'll happen. Um, sometimes. Like I know for me, like with my mentors that I know he's saying the same thing over and over again from time to time, you know, like, like if you're overworking yourself, like put your foot down and make sure that you have a good work-life balance, that sort of thing. Um, and I find myself saying the same thing to, to my mentees from time to time as well. But sometimes you just need that reminder of, of uh, the outsider's experience, um, you know, over a long period of time. And so, yeah, yeah, I end up giving the same advice a lot as well. Yeah, for sure. What is, what are some material ways that people can put their foot down? <laughs> um, well, at least with Amazon is that a lot of the, you know, there's certain times where you really do just have to put your, uh, you know, like push forward, get the thing done um, and then move on. But with any job kind of ebbs and flows as far as when you need to be doing that. And so the problem that I would run into personally is, is uh, when to decide whether to, to work really hard versus, okay, maybe, maybe you can go back to normal now. Uh, so I would end up just like getting into these ruts of just like constantly working. I didn't need to, and it was all in my head. Uh, and that's why I kind of needed this sort of like outsider's perspective to just say like, like, just go talk to your manager. They definitely don't know that like, you know, you're, you're having a hard time or like, you're working a lot. Uh, so just have a conversation with them. Uh, it'll be eye opening experience for them and they'll, they'll help you so that you can have some more manageable, um, time. With you. And, and, and for the most part, that's always been the case. I think it's a, I think it's a very common desire to know what, what reproducible series, series of steps people can perform to get promoted. Uh, what, what would you often find yourself saying to your mentees who are, who are asking about that specifically? What, what specific advice can you give people, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think there's a, there's always going to be several paths to getting a promotion. Um, and I, I took, a, in my mind, just one that kind of fits my personality. I'm not very, like, I'm not type A at all, so it's hard for me to just, like, uh, go in and, like, talk myself up a, a lot with, uh, you know, people that you might need to, um, you know, senior managers, directors, and so forth. But uh, I think in the end, like work speaks for itself and people will notice it. And especially if you're dependable. So if you just consistently are able to deliver the projects that you need to, um, and as well as like in the end, mentoring the people around you, like building them up as well uh, and just being 
um, you know, the guy in that team or that org that people can just go to and, and ask questions with, uh, that that's essentially the path that I took. Um, and I think it's pretty reliable if, if that's, if all you'd want to do is get promoted, that's a good way of doing it. For sure. For sure. So let's, let's turn to what you're up to now. And, uh, on behalf of our audience, I'm curious about, uh, what, what type of approach you guys are taking to, uh, publishing now with, uh, dead rabbits publishing, uh, for, for audience that doesn't know about what specifically, uh, what specifically you guys are doing in publishing. Do you mind sharing about your guys's approach? Yeah, sure. So we, we have, um, so this sort of all spurred because, um, my, my friend, Brian Birnbaum, uh, who's an author, uh, he's part of dead rabbits as well. He, he has this novel and he's had a lot of trouble just kind of like, well, getting it published and all the obstacles that are in place for a writer to just get it out the door. Um, there's, the, the barrier to entry is really high, uh, so to speak. So, and, you know, I've, I've read the novel, um, we, and Katie, uh, Katie Rainey, our third, the third member for Dead Rabbits, um, you know, we're all on board with this novel. It's great. Um, and we we wanted to like and so just talking about like their experiences with publishing kind of realized like yeah we can kind of do this better um let's rather than just focusing on pushing out books that um are have the most likely likelihood of uh selling a lot of copies and making some money let's put more emphasis on the author's experience and help walk them through um these obstacles to, to getting this, these books out the door. So uh, we're, we're more focused up right now on uh, how to improve like the writer's experience. Um, and we think that by cultivating these relationships with the authors directly, that we'll be able to push out higher quality of books, you know, pick the right ones and, and, uh, and hopefully have some fun doing it. So that's, that's kind of what we're doing. When, when you say improving the writing, the writer's experience, do you mean uh, before they've completed perhaps their, their piece of content or after they've completed a piece of content and distributing their piece of content to the broader market and, and, and uh, growing demand for their finished product? Do you know what I mean, the distinction? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of talented authors out there uh, that have quality books that just haven't been published. So we're we're right now kind of focused mainly on that piece. Um, and then by, you know, building those relationships with those authors early and getting those books out the door and hopefully they have a good experience with it, then it'll give us more flexibility for, uh, you know, where, you know, we might have them write a book without, um, you know, that's not completed yet. So I would say that's like what you're describing is probably more of like a phase two or phase three thing for us. So are you guys open to submissions of authors who are interested in, in working with you guys? Uh, we will be in the future. Um, right now we're mainly just focused on uh, building out the website, um, which we're planning to launch in the next couple of months. And then um, as well as all the, the work to get this novel finished essentially it's like right now we're in the um the editing phase essentially so we have a couple editors that are running through it right now and um you know hopefully we'll get it get it released in the next year um 
and part of the like part of the beauty of it uh, that Brian has like the fact that Brian is part of the team and it's his novel like we get to really fine-tune this writer's experience um, and so that when it comes to you know the next time that we have an author that's you know, not a part of Death Rabbits uh, we can give them the, the best experience that we can provide. When you say experience, what what is the post-editing experience that you guys aim to provide authors with? Yeah, if you look at like, uh, if you just look at like the publishing world in general, um, you you have, there's a lot of different uh, components involved. So you, you have the actual publishers, then you have independent of that are, are the distributors. Uh, and then you might have like a publicist and, and marketing strategy involved. Um, and then when not just with distribution, but then you get to the actual retailers. Uh, so th there's all these different um, components that are kind of treated independently. And there's certain things that have kind of like lowered the barrier for entry uh, for like self-publishing, for example, of of uh, you can do print on demand, for example, and, and get your book on the Amazon and eBooks and so forth. But like a lot of authors, that's they want to see their books in stores. Um, and so part of that, like writers experience is to you know, hopefully be able to simplify that process of how do we get the book, not just in the amazon.com and maybe barnesandnoble.com, but how do we also get that into the stores um, and just simplify the process essentially make it, make it enjoyable for them without them having to spend 40 hours a week learning about each one of these systems and how to use it appropriately. We're hoping to kind of bear that burden for them. Besides uh, print, print on demand and, and uh, physical books, uh, do you see Dead Rabbits ever getting into uh, books on tape or, or audiobooks uh, versions of your, of your guys' corpus? Yeah, yeah, I, I, we, we've definitely had some conversations around that. We don't have any concrete plans with this um, initial book at the moment, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we'll have something ready to go for launch again yes, in the next year or so. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, John, I'm hoping that we can circle back at some point in the not-too-distant future and, and uh, follow up with what Dead Rabbits is up to. Thanks for coming on, John. Yeah, thanks a lot, Max.